Why should somebody even consider building a personal brand? The reason why is because there's a million and one people who already do what it is you want to do, what it is you are doing, and that's your differentiator. Your personal brand is like your reputation. You don't have to develop a brand, you are the brand. We just have to figure out how you share that with the world, right? It's not big, giant, bold things that make your brand unique. It's just the little things that you're, you're like cool with yourself about it. There's just not enough people of a certain age who are putting themselves out there because they think it needs to look a certain way. It needs to look like you. That's right. If I were just starting to build my brand from scratch, I would. Welcome to the department where we have conversations with people who are killing it in their department. In today's department, I have my first returning guest and it's the with the best. Shalene Johnson. Thank you so much for this lighting. Yeah, we hooked up the lighting. Uh, <laughs> last time the lighting was a little too cinematic. Can we just have someone put in like a before and after so they can see yeah. and they can side with me and go like, lighting's much better today. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's, girl, um, it's called female-friendly lighting. Female-friendly lighting. Yeah. I found that females like to be lit differently. Yeah, especially of a certain <laughs> age. Yes, uh, but if you haven't, you probably are seeing this video because you did see the first conversation we did around personal branding. And there is so much uh, desire to learn more about personal branding mm -hmm. we have found. Yeah. And I think something you do really good at is killing limiting beliefs around uh. this idea. Uh, but let's just start off straight up, right out the get-go. Why should somebody even consider building a personal brand? Why should they even care? Maybe they're yeah. gone past the age, all the young people are doing it, yeah. so it's not for yeah. people who are older. Yeah. And there's so many people now that realize, oh my God, my job is not necessarily a secure thing. Or I've been a school teacher for the first half of my life. I, I, I want to do something else. I'm, I'm called to do something else. So many people want to do that 2.0 version and they don't know where to start. And that is where you start. Mm. And the reason why is because there's a million and one people who already do what it is you want to do, what it is you are doing. And that's your differentiator. You've, your personal brand is like your reputation. It's how people, it's like when you're interviewing people, right? Like mm -hmm. you've got two great candidates, they've got the same amount of school, same amount of experience. What makes one different from the other is how they've branded themselves to you even in the interview process. So it's, it's just the impression you give people and it's, it makes you stand out. I would ask you what, because like there's, there's a tension in that. There's mm. a tension in being uber intentional about that and intentional about the image that I put out into the mm. world. Mm. And then the, the the complete opposite is like, I'm truly just doing me and I'm mm. okay with who I am and that's what's being portrayed. And mm. then that picture happens later. Yeah, you know, it does. You know what you have to do? Um, you have to just start because if I said, okay, listen, you're transitioning or you're a midlifer or you're doing your 2.0, I'm not gonna tell you to sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and sketch out your brand. You've gotta just start creating content and it's gonna become obvious to you when you're looking at the comments. Um, certain things you're like, I didn't even, know. That's, that's a big deal, that's, that's different from what everyone else is doing. So it's partly getting feedback and it's partly you paying attention to what you feel good about when you see it. Mm. And you're like, this makes me proud and I, I, want, I want to attract people who have a similar mindset or who like this and embrace it. Example, um, one of the 
this is going to sound, this is going to put some people off, but like, I'm okay with typos. Like if you can't get my message because I've used T O O instead of T O, <laughs> like I'm not your jam. Like we're not going to get along. I don't need you policing my grammar. You know, it was Suri's fault, not mine. Um, <laughs> so like that's part of my brand. And then that tells you something about me. And then I start to see that in my comments, people saying like, oh, I bet she did a typo intentionally so that we would know she's okay with making it messy. It's like little, it's not big, giant, bold things that make your brand unique. It's just the little things that you're, you're like cool with yourself about mm, it. That's really you know? good. And I think sometimes it's just the little details of even like what you like to wear. Yeah. Like you Absolutely. like, you know. Long nails. Yeah. There's nothing nat like all natural, never, right? It costs a lot of money to look this cheap. And, but you've allowed the things that you like to be the thing that is is what connects people with your brand. Yeah, and sometimes it repels people, you know, or sometimes and, and people are like, good. "I don't, uh, I don't necessarily understand the long nails and the makeup or whatever." But I do like that she owns it, you know. Yeah. And there are people who I don't necessarily agree with how they dress or their, you know, language or whatever. But I love that they own it, mm -hmm. you know. And so there's little pieces of that. Um, so for somebody who's thinking right now that they, it, it, is it too late? It's not. Well, first of all, for people who are like in the second phase of their life, um, brands are looking for you mm. because who do we respect their opinions and, and their influence? It's, it's our peers, right? Yeah. And who's got the most money? No offense, Omar, but my generation's got more money than your generation right now. That's facts, though. Right? It's just, you know, median income speaking, the older people become, the more in disposable income they have. Yeah. And so brands, PR agencies, um, influencers, they're looking for people who are a little wiser, as I like to call them, have more experience, and they can relate to their audience. Like there's just not enough people of a certain age who are putting themselves out there because they think it needs to look a certain way. Yeah. And in 2024, it doesn't. It needs to look like you. That's right. I love that you say that because I think the hidden gem behind starting messy for a person who is in their 2.0 season yeah. is that there is so much to, to bring yeah. to the table that like the head start from like a 23 year old starting from zero and the head start a 55 year old starting from zero. Yeah. It's actually like huge, huge. Yeah. And you know, some of the YouTube channels that I've been fond of lately are people that are just, they just turned on a camera and they're starting to teach and they're brilliant, mm. but it's because they lived so much life. They have so much experience and- um, It's an automatic credibility, it, right? 100, yeah. We all do this when you, you know, I'll. I'll Maybe we all don't. People my age, I look at someone talking about like how to be a love expert and they're, <laughs> you know, t 30 years old and they've been married for five years. I'm like, you know, like I just, I'm like, I don't buy it. Right. You know who I want to, I want to read that book. I want to read that book from someone who's been married for 35 years mm -hmm. or, or 45 years. I want to hear from them. I, I want to hear them tell that story on TikTok. And it doesn't need special captions no. and special production. Like I, like so. Right now, I think if if I were just starting to build my brand from scratch, I would download the TikTok app. I would open it up. I would set it to the ten minute mark, and I would just talk. And I would tell whatever 
the story was or the message I wanted to share. And I wouldn't think about how I would say it the way I would preach it to my kids or whoever else was willing to listen and just unedited post it. Mm, that's really good. Then, you know, later on down the road, once you get in your group and you realize what messages are read, like just practice doing that. And then later on, you can add layers to that. So it works on other platforms. But like, I think the the platform to practice on is probably um, probably TikTok. I think YouTube long form is also fantastic, but there's something really raw. And I just think TikTok- Would you, would you say TikTok for the 2.0 person? And when I say 2.0, we're saying people later in their life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just always don't know what to call it. Like, midlife, but okay, you know, it's midlife. also sometimes, sometimes people who are like, they've already Done lived something. a career yeah. and now they're transitioning. Yeah, so you say go on TikTok, is that because the younger generation's there? No. Mm -mm. So why do you say TikTok as it's opposed just, to it's Instagram? New because I think this right now, the moment that we're sharing this, TikTok, the algorithm wants, it mm. feels authentic. Like it knows what's authentic and what's produced. That's good. Anything that's produced, it just isn't showing up on anyone's feed. And so it makes it so much easier. Just show up. You don't need a special mic. You don't need special lighting. Just talk. And that's the place. That's your... Um, that's your testing ground. That's, that's your really test good. tube. That's your that's your lab to figure out what messaging works, and you, the algorithm will serve up your content to people who are looking for it. I just think it's a really. I'm not saying it's like the place to build a business, but it's a place to hone your brand. Have you ever wondered to yourself or asked yourself the question when you watch my content, how the heck does Omar's quality of video? look and sound so dang crispy. It's literally the number one question I get asked, whether it's privately in the DMs or people commenting on my videos on Instagram or even on YouTube. The reality is I believe the quality of videos that I've been able to produce has been the recipe to my success online. And I wanna give you access to my live document where I've listed out everything I use, both for the podcasts I create, to the YouTube videos I make, as well as to what I use for my smartphone to make it look and sound amazing. The reason I put it on a live doc is because I keep this document updated in real time with everything that I'm using. So just head over to the videodep.co forward slash crispy, or just click the link down in the show notes. Let's get back to the conversation. That's really good. And just, I know, I know, I know we, you answered it, but like, I guess, can you answer it in another way? Like, why should somebody even care to do this at this point? Yeah. Or, or are you speaking to the person that feels like they want to do this? Because both. Yeah. Okay. So then, you so, know, First of all, our economy, our, um, when we look at the volatility of the economic market, like today, having one stream of income is as risky as it gets, mm -hmm. you know, and especially for people who are in their second half of their lives, um, social security, just the security of your job, a 401k, insurance, taking care, long-term care for your parents. You know, now for my generation, our kids are staying with us and more financially dependent upon their parents for a lot longer. Yep. Like almost they say six to 10 years longer than my generation. So y'all, we all need more money. Mm. And it's not gonna come in the form of payments from our employers, just not, you know? So take advantage of the fact that you have lived the experiences. You're, you are the brand. Mm -hmm. You are, you don't have to develop a brand. You are the brand. We just have to figure out how you share that with the world. Right. And so it's for anyone who knows they have, they have lived this life for a reason. It's good. There's got to be a reason why I've been through these things. There's got to be some purpose behind why 
I survived this thing. And I believe it is to help others. And so you're called to do it, number one. And number two, it just makes life so much easier when you can find a way to like share your life, your world, your brand, and profit from it. Okay, profit. There, there is a assumption that I would say the uh, older crowd has that, yeah. yes, if you make videos and they get Mr. Beast type views, <laughs> you, it's in some way, shape or form, you're gonna make money. Yeah. But you know, I, I guess the, the two questions is this, how long should they expect until they start seeing some money that you would give them? Um, and then number two, what would be those first steps? I know you talked about brands are wanting, mm -hmm. you know, th this age group to come out mm -hmm. and start making content. Yeah. I, you know, when people always ask like how long, uh, it just reminds me of my, I asked that same question when I first started looking at personal development. I was um, doing a, a, a training with Brian Tracy and I remember hearing him say, it takes the average person seven years to become a millionaire. I'm like, oh, God, I don't have seven years. Like, how do I speed that up? You know, and that was the wrong attitude. Mm. It, what I needed to do was just start because it's like an average. Like when someone says, how, how long do you have to live? Who cares? Because you're, you're gonna live and you're gonna die. Like you've gotta put in that time anyways. So just start, don't worry about how long it's gonna take. If you're going in at, wanting to know like, when am I gonna see results? It ain't gonna happen, because you already got the wrong mindset. And so when I heard that advice from Brian Tracy, I was just like, all right, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna start now, because I gotta put in those seven years. But it was like two and a half years later that we made our first million, you know? And if I had been like, oh, seven years, that's too long, and I hadn't started, I wouldn't have hit that. Mm. And maybe I could have hit it earlier. You know, you just, you just don't worry about statistics, worry about your intention, do things for the right reason, just, you're already really good at being you, so just turn on a camera and be you. Talk to the camera, but have a purpose. Have, have a message you wanna share. That's good, and I just think, I mean, I'm thinking about my parents. They're like, they moved here. They have this cool story. They moved, when my mom moved from the Philippines, my dad from Saudi Arabia, yeah. when they were 18, went to college, met each other. Like, there's so much cool stuff there, and that they could talk about all the, the those things, and they're still together, and it's awesome. Um, but then them monetizing it. So. Yeah you know, yeah. what's that process? I'm even like, I would love to be coached by you right now because right now the podcast is doing really well mm -hmm. and I know I can cook in some brand deals. Mm. I just don't want to go about it wrongly or, you know, yeah. I don't know, like what would you yeah. say as far as working with Find brands? a mentor because I mean, even myself, like it, it's really hard. It, it, if you're doing things for the right reason, negotiating for your rate is uncomfortable sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at it. I need someone to do it on my behalf. I need someone who's, who, sees my greatness. So it's tapping into people who this is specifically what they do. Um, start making content first and foremost, right? And I think a great way to do that, like I said, is to, to just do long form video and then see see how to get, learn how to get better at that. And then hire, co like invest in people so you don't have to figure this out yourself. Yeah, you got money. You got money and <laughs> you, you don't have a lot of time, mm -hmm. right? We just don't. So save yourself the effort of trying to figure everything out yourself and hire people who, who this is what they specialize in. When it comes to, you know, so my, and when I'm talking to the 2.0 person, they hate the word influencer. It has a negative connotation. Mm. But they think about like, well, I'd like to get a brand deal though. That sounds kind of cool. Right. Same thing, you yeah. know? But brands won't find you. 
They're not look, I mean, they're looking for you, but there's so much out there. Right. You have to present yourself to them. So it's learning how to use Canva, a free tool, canva.com, and putting together a pitch deck so people understand, like, what's your demographic? What are you speaking about? How many views are you getting? You know, and to start off with, you're doing sometimes things in exchange for a free product or exchange for an opportunity. But you've got to start practicing reaching out to brands. And you don't need to know how to write these letters. You can use ChatGPT to do it. You mm-hmm. can, you know, use uh, YouTube and find somebody who's already posted a video about how to reach out to brands. And it's just a, a process of learning how to reach out to them mm-hmm. and how to present yourself as like, okay, listen, here's my age, here's my demographic, here's who I can speak to. There are so many companies that are looking for that midlifer and there's there's just too much noise out there and there's so much content from younger generations that it's hard to find yeah. those midlifers. So you've, you've got to go to the brands and you've got to know the right ones to go to. Go to the ones, I mean, like Lori, like all the big major uh, beauty brands, they are looking for older women because that's their demographic. Yeah. I actually was talking on the phone with somebody that is very well versed in brand deals and stuff. And he brought to me a, a, a company that would probably do a six figure deal with me. And I was like, oh yeah, dude, I can sell so much of their stuff. He's like, no, not for you to sell stuff by pure association is why they would want to do it. Mm. So sometimes it's not even an ROI for you doing a brand deal. It's purely an association or an ambassador type of thing yeah. where, you know, um, it doesn't always have to be this like direct exchange too. It's just like, no, we want we want to just be a part of whatever it is you're doing. There are certain brands that just, you you they don't need to, they're, they're like, we don't have to pay you anything because you get a lift mm-hmm. by being associated with us. Um, one of those companies is Revolve. You know, so it's a, it's a women's clothing brand. I get a shipment like at least <laughs> once a day. Reach out to me, Revolve, which is a pointless thing to say because they don't pay their, you know, mm. they don't pay for brand deals the way most companies you would think they would because they know you being associated with them elevates your brand, mm. yeah. you know? So it's, it's like, would you take a Nike deal right now to say you were sponsored by Nike and they didn't pay you anything, but you got Nike shoes, you'd be like, okay, for sure. right? Because it's like, there's certain brands, it's like it, it elevates you just to be associated with them, you know? So there's also, um, I think, an important message to remember that not everything means you need to be paid for it. Good. Right? Like I still to this day, I'll take speaking engagements and and I'll take on work because I'm like, I'm going to get, I'm going to learn something from this. I'm going to be in front of the right audience. Um, It's going to benefit me down the road. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I'll have people who like, maybe I've asked them to speak on my stage and and they, their fee is like, dude, wait, who are you? Are you a former president? What? (laughs) You know? And I'm like, do you not know the opportunity? You, you just blew it. Like, mm. you know, by setting your rate so high and, um, you know, so I'm, I'm one that I, I look, look at things for, okay, not just like, what is my rate? Yeah. What do I need to get paid? But like, how, how can this be a relationship? Good. It's about relationships. When somebody wants to sponsor like my podcast or whatever, if they want to just do like a single read, I'm like, I, I even yeah. if it's a lot of money, I'm like, I, I just, I want a relationship where I really trust that you take care of your customers. I don't have to worry about your customer service mm-hmm. if I'm sending people to you. And you trust me that I'm, I don't want to sell my people. 
Right. I want to explain how something has benefited me and I want a relationship. No, it's really good. I, I really do think like, like strong personal brands come down to relationship and conversation. You know, yes. like there's like that I've helped thousands of people in my DMs and, and the, the, the engagement on my Instagram account and even my pod, like engagement for how many people follow me, it's through the roof. Wow. But I think it's just because I'm having conversations. Right. I'm, de I'm, I'm developing relationships with people. Uh, I would like to ask you the question, what makes a strong band, what makes a strong brand strong and what makes it weak? Lack of focus. If you wanna stand out, if you wanna stand apart, you have to niche from the start. Mm. And that's the most, difficult challenge for someone who's in the second half of their life because they have so many interests, so much experience and a wealth of knowledge. Picking one is going to be the most difficult challenge, but it's the most important one. That's really good. You have to pick one. I know you have a million different, like you can start talking about all the things you want, but like once you're like, okay, this is kind of resonating, then you have to zero in on one thing until people are saying, you have to follow this guy for this mm. because it's not until people once people know your name then you can broaden your aim until the people know your name you've got to narrow down that's really good and it's hard okay let's see i want to point out a scenario so i had a friend who's who understands personal branding and when he says a strong personal brand he means like if you want to sell pizza tomorrow you can like that's how much people vibe with your, whatever it is you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, And so he was like, a friend of ours, he was like, what do you think about this friend of ours and his brand? I was okay. like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I've done a few interviews with him and like he, it's almost like he's, he has these like go-to answers. Oh. And, and he, he's like, I, I feel like sometimes it robs him from being able to just create a human connection. Mm. And by the, by, by how he delivers, it's just mm. like, and, and it's like, I went to my friend and I was like, yo, this person thinks this, what do you oh, think you about it? Oh, you told the person, yeah. got the was, that was, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm all about the light, okay. the light. And he's like, I don't know, that's just me. And it's like, it is true. That is huh. you being you, huh. but somebody perceives it as being very, um, I, I guess you could say like not trans or not, not authentic, authentic yeah. I, I think mm -hmm. is the word. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like I, I, I would just, uh, could you, well, here's, here's, here's my take on that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are big brands that I don't see as being authentic and I don't understand it. And then there are a lot of people who um, I think are incredibly authentic and maybe they don't have the same kind of traction, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know what to make of that. I see through like phony weird stuff and it, it always like kind of surprises me that other people don't. And so I guess it's just different perspective, right? Like, but I, I, I don't know the answer to that Yeah. because it, it always kind of blows my mind where I'm like, this is so, this is an act, yeah. but it's working. Right. So that was the thing is like, it, it's, it's working, is it working on, on for a, this guy on a business standpoint, 100%. Yeah. Wild. But could this person sell merch? Probably not. Oh, but, but, okay. but they're doing really well. Mm. I mean, yeah. that's kind there of, you it. Go. yeah. I think people just want to, they want, unfortunately people want to like, they want predictability, mm -hmm. right? So that predictability creates familiarity, which makes me feel more relaxed. And then I trust you, even if 
it feels like there's a disconnect. Yeah. You know? And I think there are certain people who we have a, a, an emotional intelligence where we want to know for sure who you are. Yeah. And we're always watching to look for that thing where it's like, oh, okay, I knew it. You know what I mean? Mm. So we're, we're looking to like, we're looking for that hint or that clue that you're not who you say you are. That's really good. Because we're always on high alert. We, we, we don't want to be scammed. And we're going to get scammed if somebody's not who we think they are. Yeah. No, that's really good. I just think, yeah, because I think about like the first person that comes to mind right now when it comes to a very strong personal brand yeah. is Travis Scott. Oh. You know mm -hmm. who he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, of he's a rapper. Yeah, yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. But this dude, whatever collab he does, whether it's shirts or whether it's sneakers, uh, a seltzer. He did a collab with Audemars Piguet, which is like a watch brand. Mm -hmm. Like they just, it doesn't matter what he puts his name on. It wow. just sells. Yeah. And there, there's that, that, um, what's the word? Like, I think like that image, I guess you could say is possible for regular people. Yeah. Um, I don't really sell my hats. Yeah. But because I wear it all the time and I am very who I, I am, who I am on camera. Yeah. People want to buy the hats. And I probably should sell the hats. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I do the same thing. Like there's people who I, I really like, I like everything about them. And I find myself doing the creepiest things like screenshotting a video and then zooming into the background to see what blender they have. Because <laughs> yeah. I just like them and I trust them. I'm like, well, they, they're going to buy a good blender. Yeah. You know? And so that's influence. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to sell me the blender. It's just, it's in the background. But I'm, I, I trust everything about you. So I know you're buying good things. Yeah. No, know? it's really good. Yeah. And that's, that's where we're at today. And I think, um, if people are afraid to sell, like don't sell, like you don't have to today. Right. If you show up with integrity and that's the thing that matters the most, like when you compromise your integrity, um, you, you can't get that back. You know, you lose that in w one split second decision and you, then you've lost that person's trust. It's done. Mm -hmm. Like they move on to the next person. Yeah. That's you know? really good. Where do you see, social media going this year, like as far as based on what you saw last year. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think the um, overly produced reels are like, I, I teach Instagram. I should love Instagram. And most of the content I'm seeing on Instagram right now, I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Mm. It's, it's like I'm hate watching. You know, I, I'm not seeing too much. Like there's a few people killing it. Mm. Um, but I think that. Who are some people that are killing it? I can't even name names right now. Like just, you know, I'll, I'll see a video follow. Um, I don't want to follow. We don't want to follow anybody new. So yeah. you have to be so good now to get a follow, sure. right? A new follow. Yeah. It's like, I want to see more of your content. Um, but Instagram is constantly watching TikTok, right? So they're, they're imitating TikTok. They're imitating YouTube. They're imitating whatever. Meta watches everything. But TikTok's not looking at Instagram. TikTok's looking at YouTube and Netflix, mm -hmm. right? Because they know... Our brains are sick of this. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Like I can't connect in 15 seconds right. with a bunch of emojis flying in and big captions and words and whoo, you know, and it just, that's become white noise. And TikTok, that's why you see their content getting longer and longer and longer and less produced. Yep. More storytelling, more, like, you know, it used to be even just like six months ago, on TikTok, you, you edited out the pot. Like if you started your camera, you edited that out. You edited out the breath. You edited out so right. all these quick jump cuts. So it's like, oh, everyone's attention span is really short. But now we're sick of having a short attention span. We don't want to feel this way. We want to be able to slow down mm -hmm. and connect and think about what you've just said. So now what's working is I can see you press the button 
and the pauses kept in there and the ums and the ahs and the little tangents. And now it's 10 minutes that before what was working on TikTok is taking that 10 minutes and editing it down to 30 seconds. Now we're watching the whole thing and we want somebody to keep us company. Mm. You know, we want to, we kind of want a relationship and we weren't getting relationships from 15 second reels and TikToks. So I think long form, like what we're doing right now, people want to, we're like, we're kind of, we're hungry for it. We've missed it. Mm -hmm. And so we're longing for it. So I think this kind of real connection type content is going to be, it is what's popping off. It's why your show is crushing. It's why that type of content on TikTok is great. And it's why if you haven't entered into this game because you thought you need a team of editors and you thought you had to be super polished and know how to chop up videos yourself. No, you just need to know how to be yourself mm -hmm. and hit play, hit record. I think that's what it is. It feels like a breath of fresh air. Like there's just been this reset. Yeah. That's like, hey, you could still do this thing. Yeah. And it doesn't have to look like what it's looked like so far. Yeah. And it's weird to think that we are still in the infancy, infancy stages of vertical video. Right. Um, because I don't know, I just, I think about Ruby was born 2018 and then like COVID came and then like, that's when like reels started, I believe 2019, 2018. So, I mean, we're still like, it's still new. I've never been able to make sense of like, I really thought that YouTube would go all vertical at one point. I mean, it's the only platform that's still. Yeah. Do you want me to? Tell you yeah, my thoughts. Please. So the reason why I don't believe YouTube's also the only one that doesn't allow you to upload longer than sixty second vertical videos because mm. Instagram's allowed you to do that, yeah. and so does TikTok. Right, right, right. And so the reason I believe is they understand the intention of the viewer. Mm. You know, like I go on YouTube TV on my television. Right. I watch. You know, and there's a separate algorithm, even though it's the same account logged in, there's a separate TV algorithm that I have yeah. and there's a separate smartphone algorithm I have. I didn't know that. Yeah, so YouTube is very smart too when it comes to algorithm. I think they're just trying to own it because what's happening is less people are having cable and less people are watching even Netflix and YouTube is, the consumption is really high. So I think they're trying to stay in that lane of like, you know, horizontal video. I, get, I think even though shorts, I think there's 70 billion views in 2023, 70 billion views on YouTube shorts. So there's a high demand still, Yeah. but they, I think they're just like, we're going to be king horizontal for now. It's interesting. When I go to YouTube and shorts show up, I'm like, get out of here, get out of here. Like I, I try not to watch them because I'm like, I can get that everywhere else. I come here mm -hmm. to slow down, yeah. to connect. Right. Which is why I love YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say for the... The, the older person, you can also just do the same thing on YouTube. Yeah. Just literally, you know, how I stayed married for 43 years. Literally. Yeah. I think it's great. How long have you guys been married, you and Brett? 28, how coming I, up on 29. Just yeah. really quickly yeah. as we wrap this, how have you kept your marriage fresh? Uh, a, a little bit I know bit he'd of be it. writing you those love notes. Oh my I, God. I need the game because my, my wife, Dude. is a words person Oh, and it takes, uh, and I'm a words guy, but I just got to sit down and actually write these notes, dude. You can't, I, I mean, the, the things he sends to the me goat. are just amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. So first of all, a little bit of it is luck in that two people who met each other are equally committed 
to being better for each other, even when things aren't good, you know? So I think sometimes people, one person wants to work a lot harder than the other, and that's a bummer. You know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you there because um, you can't change somebody that mm-hmm. way. But we're just both super duper committed to being better. And we're both, we both get excited about growth. So whenever we're in a hard season, we both also, from experience, have learned when it's really bad, we also know it's going to be beautiful eventually. Mm, that's good. There's that. Um, we really put each other first and uh, we really like each other and we work at it. We're so intentional about our marriage. Like it is our goal to be better for each other and to have a better marriage. And we focus more on that than on being better in business, than being better in fitness. Like it's like he, we are everything to each other and um, it's fun, you know? And yet, but you have to be really intentional about it. So we, he says he wakes up every single day and he thinks, how can I make her life better? Mm. How can I make her feel better? And I wake up every day and think, how can I make him feel more appreciated, more um, revered? How can I make him feel more attractive? Mm-hmm. And it's intentional. Yeah. You know, sometimes I have to, like, he's got a really, he's very romantic and he's very thoughtful. And I'm a little more absent minded. Like, I have to, like, put reminders in my phone. And I know that sounds weird, but, like, because I, I don't want to forget to tell him these things right. and to do these things. That's really yeah. good. Um, I think it's cool that you just said you guys put each other first and it's fun. Oh, it's so fun. I think people think that if you go and serve your spouse long term, it actually is draining, not fun. You know, it doesn't serve you. You know, yeah. when in reality, from experience, 28 years, yeah, that serving your spouse is ultimately fun. Yes, it is. And it's so rewarding to become one, you know? And I know yeah. that's maybe counterintuitive for some people, but um, we just have this, we say it all the time, I never expected I would love you so much today and mm-hmm. so much more than I did last year and so much more than I did when we first got married. Like I never expected that. I never expected I'd find you more attractive. I never, ex- you know, all these things. Like I like you so much more. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because of what we've been through, but also who you've become. And it's also being very intentional in the season that you're in. Because every single season, like right now, you are in a season. You have a, a, a baby that's four days old. Mm-hmm. And, and so like learn how to be in this season because every season changes how you need to be as a spouse. And you're about to come up on a season where you're like triaging. You know, you're going to feel like two ER doctors. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> and you, you, you just have to know like how, how do we still prioritize us even though it's going to look a little different. And um, we couldn't wait to get to this season, you know, like where it's just the two of us. Oh, my God. It's the greatest thing ever. Like we're having so much fun because we we in those triage seasons, in those seasons where it's like you just are doing the most, we still did the things that brought us together. Really and we good. always remember we're on the same team. It's beautiful. Yeah. You, I just love that you are a wholesome individual. You're not just Aww. a genius at marketing, Aww. but you guys are incredible. Don't make me um, cry. And I appreciate you. Appreciate everything. Appreciate Thank you for so blessing much. this podcast, for being uh. the catalyst to why it's one of the top podcasts <laughs> in the world. I am just so excited. This is the first time I've been the first guest to come back 
to a show. Like, this is amazing. No, it's cool. Can I get some kind of a plaque or something? I can get you a plaque. Okay. Uh, you can have those fake Jordans that are okay. hanging. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Awesome. Uh, where can pleasure. people find you and where can they connect with you? Uh, on YouTube, it's uh, Shalene Johnson. The show's called The Shalene Show. And uh, on all the social media platforms, I'm at Shalene Johnson. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Absolutely.